0: Hey everyone and welcome to my very first podcast. I'm Kenzie Kadoon and I'm here to talk about dogs. I think the best place to start would be to kind of tell you where it all began for me. And that was when I was 10 years old. I was riding in the backseat of my parents' car and my dad leaned over to my mom and he said, what do you think about getting a dog? And she kind of gave him the death glare. Like, Why would you ask me that in front of our children? Um, and I think she was thinking more of like the dog hair, cleaning up after it, feeding it, um, getting it the exercise it needed. At that time she had a 12 year old and a 10 year old and really which one of them kids are going to do all of that or do it properly. And turns out my dad already had one lined up. He, um, found this German short-haired pointer and I remember walking in when we first saw her. There were two dogs in the building and I looked at that dog and I said, I hope that one's ours. And sure enough, she was. She was a round brown and white German short-haired pointer and she was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. She was about six months old and I could not wait to get her home. Uh, The first couple nights... She had to sleep in her kennel, kind of get used to things, and we didn't want her pottying on the floor, so that's where she stayed. Um, But it wasn't long before she ended up in my bed, and that's where she slept for the next 13 years of her life. (laughs) Um, She became my very best friend, and we were inseparable. We did everything together. um, Played outside together grew up together, learned together, uh, just everything you could possibly imagine, we did. And, yeah, she just was my very, very best friend. And she helped me through some really tough times, you know, those junior high, high school years when people are mean to you and, you know, all I really wanted to do was go home and hang out with my dog. Um, Not much has changed, really. But uh, two years later, then my mom, I think, wanted some revenge So she came home with a (laughs) small rat terrier. And he was about eight weeks old or so. Um, So he was very, very little, very new. And Sally, I think, wanted to eat him. And it kind of was a circus for a while, but they became pretty good friends over the years. Um, So I grew up with those two dogs. And about a year and a half ago... Sally passed away. She had organ failure and it was probably the hardest thing I've ever went through in my entire life. Um, A lot of people out there think, oh my gosh, it's just a dog. Get over it. But she was not just a dog to me. She was my very, very best friend. And how do you go from worrying about, I guess, someone, something, worrying about them, feeding them every day, wondering if they're okay, wondering if they're hot, if they're cold, if they need water, um, letting them outside to go potty. You get in the habit of all that stuff, seeing them when you come home from work. um. So losing her was just the weirdest feeling. It was so weird. We felt so empty without her. Um, she had moved and went to college with me, and she lived with my husband and I after that, and she was literally with me her entire life. And I've had a really hard time getting over that. Um, It's been really tough. And I thought, after she passed away, I thought my life needed just a little more meaning to it. And I needed to do something worth my time, worthwhile, and to possibly help something else. So, I got teamed up with rescue league they had a dog there that was in foster care for over a year and I remember seeing this dog on Facebook and thinking oh my gosh I need to meet this dog and we met um, everything went super great and he lives with us now his name's Carlos Um, and we rescued him and it, it really felt good it was like we made a difference in the world we made a difference to this dog's life and I guess that's where it all started for me. We, um, I really wanted to get into volunteering and fostering and all of that. I wasn't quite sure how to do it. Um, but then I was driving one day. It's kind of funny. It was like it was meant to happen. I was driving and this dog comes out of the ditch. And I... I pull over, I stop, it has a collar on. Um, we get it in the vehicle and we take it to the vet. Uh, we're not sure who it belongs to, but it's it's very malnourished and it had uh, ticks and bugs all over it. It did not look very good. Um, so we got it all cleaned up and put it on Facebook. Turns out it was uh, rescued the day before from a a neglected place. Um, They weren't taking care of it. They weren't feeding it, weren't taking it to the vet. It was an outside dog out on a chain 24-7. And it turns out that he had a brother that was still being neglected. And as soon as I heard this, I was like, I have to take these dogs in. I have to, you know, do something for them. So keep in mind, I have Carlos and I have Beeb. And (laughs) I took in two large dogs that are across between a lab and a blue healer and boy do they shed but anyway we took them in we fostered them through the brown county pet rescue league that's where i got carlos and it was probably the best thing i've ever done um one of the boys oscar he got adopted very quickly and he is with a great great couple he's with um A young couple, they just got married, and he's the only dog in the house, and he is spoiled, spoiled. They are taking such good care of him, and they send me pictures all the time, so I know he's okay. Um, And the other one, the one that actually came out of the ditch, we still have, and we're going to adopt him. Um, We haven't signed the papers yet, but he is in the process of being adopted, so we will have three dogs in our house permanently. Three dogs can be a lot sometimes, uh, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I think that it was meant to be. I think that this dog, Zeus, came out of the ditch for a reason, and I think he was just meant to be in our lives. So we're going to keep him, and we're going to take care of him and make him super, super happy. On another note, uh, while all this was going on, finding these dogs, uh, getting them up for adoption. Taking them to the vet, getting them healthy. Um the Pet Rescue League that I'm good friends with, uh, they took in some rat terrier dogs from a puppy mill. And I immediately wanted to know more. I I did not know that we really even had puppy mills around here. Um, and I was very surprised. I thought I thought that was something that happened in uh different states. Um, if, if you had asked me before, do you think puppy mills exist in South Dakota? I would be like maybe one or two, but there are a lot, there are actually a lot of puppy mills. Um, so I wanted more information and they directed me to a place called Bailing Out Benji. Um, so I immediately got in contact with them. Their founder, Mindy Callison, she is a great human being. She is just Full of passion for animals and does everything she can to to help animals and to end puppy mills. Um, if any of you don't know what a puppy mill is, it is a place where they breed dogs um, over and over and over again, and they do not take care of the dogs that they are breeding. They just are used strictly for breeding. They stay in the kennel 24-7, um, barely get food, don't get taken out to go to the bathroom, um, poop and pee in their kennel, eat in their kennel, live in their kennel, never see the light of day. Um, and it can be really bad. There's actually a list called the Horrible Hundred List, and uh, it's a little scary what what's on there, um, what happens to these animals. And I was like, I have to do something. I have to try and help so Mindy set me up with being South Dakota's representative for Bailing Out Benji and this is very new to me so I, I haven't done too much Um, but we're going to start with what Bailing Out Benji does is educates people on puppy mills lets them know that you know when you walk into a pet store that puppy sitting there came from a puppy mill and the parents are still there being bred again and again and again and possibly not being taken care of at all. So the biggest thing is education. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do is get get South Dakota a little more educated on puppy mills because I don't think a lot of people know what they are or or think about them or, or put two and two together uh, when it comes to puppies at a pet store. They think, oh, you know, they probably have the parents in the back and they're probably doing fine. Uh, but that's not always the case. So that's that's where I'm at now with with bailing out Benji. It's it's very new, but we're gonna start educating people and setting up affairs, doing all of that. So if if any of you out there want to volunteer or or get into something like that, I encourage you to look up bailingoutbenji.com. Um, it's it's really cool what they do, what they've gotten into, and and they pass a lot of laws. Um, They've actually passed a couple retail bans in different states, not in South Dakota yet. But the retail ban uh, bans places from the retail sale of puppies. So a pet store could no longer exist, which is great because that stops the cash flow into the puppy mill. Um, Essentially shutting down the puppy mill for good is what our hopes are. So that's where I'm at now. And I will be back to talk about more just as soon as I can. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.